The first time our house was robbed, it was our neighbor Osita, who climbed in through the dining room window and stole our TV, our VCR, and the Purple Rain and Thriller videotapes my father had brought back from America. The second time our house was robbed, it was my brother Nmabia who faked to break in and stole my mother's jewelry. It happened on a Sunday. My parents had traveled to our hometown, Nbaise, to visit our grandparents, so Nmabia and I went to church alone. He drove my mother's green Peugeot 504. We sat together in church as we usually did, but we did not nudge each other and stifle giggles about somebody's ugly hat or threadbare kaftan, because Namabia left without a word after about ten minutes. He came back just before the priest said, The mass is ended. Go in peace. I was a little piqued. I imagined he had gone off to smoke and to see some girl, since he had the car to himself for once, but he could at least have told me where he was going. We drove home in silence, and when he parked in our long driveway, I stopped to pluck some Ixora flowers while Namabia unlocked the front door. I went inside to find him standing still in the middle of the parlor. We've been robbed, he said in English. It took me a moment to understand, to take in the scattered room. Even then, I felt that there was a theatrical quality to the way the drawers were flung open, as if it had been done by somebody who wanted to make an impression on the discoverers. Or perhaps it was simply that I knew my brother so well. Later, when my parents came home and neighbors began to troop in to say, Ndo, and to snap their fingers and heave their shoulders up and down, I sat alone in my room upstairs and realized what the queasiness in my gut was. Namabia had done it. I knew. My father knew too. He pointed out that the window louvers had been slipped out from the inside rather than the outside. Namabia was really much smarter than that. Perhaps he had been in a hurry to get back to church before mass ended, and that the robber knew exactly where my mother's jewellery was, the left corner of her metal trunk. Nmabia stared at my father with dramatic, wounded eyes and said, I know I have caused you both terrible pain in the past, but I would never violate your trust like this. He spoke English, using unnecessary words like terrible pain and violate as he always did when he was defending himself. Then he walked out through the back door and did not come home that night, or the next night, or the night after. He came home two weeks later, gaunt, smelling of beer, crying, saying he was sorry and he had pawned the jewellery to the Hausa traders in Enugu and all the money was gone. <laughs>